Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Today in Sports Addict for Tuesday, March 19th. I am your host, Doug Reed. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed34. Happy to get any comments, thoughts, feedback. Just send me a DM and I'll respond as quickly as possible. Also, if you go to your podcast provider and rate and review the show, that would be much appreciated. It'll help get more people to see it and get a little more exposure. Go to your podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Rate review, ideally a five-star review would be fantastic and be very much appreciated. So, didn't do a show yesterday, so no recap. And lots of games today, 17 in MLB, 3 in the NBA, and I think it's 10 or 11 on the ice. So let's get right at it. But before I do, let me remind you of a couple of uh, Twitter accounts we have here at Ethos that you should be following. As the NBA playoffs hit... It's a great it's eth- uh, basketball Twitter account. It's Ethos Fantasy BK. BK for basketball. Yes, uh, it's great for the fantasy season, but in the playoffs as well. We'll give you every day who's in, who's out, uh, starting lineups when they're announced. And it's a fantastic resource to have. So Ethos Fantasy BK. The other one is Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball. Newly set up this, sorry, Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball. Set up this year. Same kind of thing. We're going to be your tweets throughout the day, comments. Not going to put out all the lineups because there's so many games, so many lineups. But um, just some things we're hearing during the day, updates, game time decisions. You know, Mike Trout not playing yesterday, that kind of thing. Very, very helpful. And if you're a fan of props, I Recommend you check out our partners with Thrive Fantasy. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy in their mobile app or go to thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up. Get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first $100. Plus either two or four free game tickets. Basically, you pick the player props on the biggest games every night. Score props when they hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize. If you're looking for prop information, you can check out our ETHOS DFS team. Uh, or our our new baseball pod as well. We have lots of prop information there, DFS information there. We have a regular podcast for our basketball DFS group as well. And if you're a member at uh, Sports Ethos, in our Discord, we have a channel specifically for Thrive, just another benefit um, of being a member here at Sports Ethos, uh, where we will throw in our props that we like. We'll get guys talking about various props that they like in there. It's a great um, option, great product for you to have in there. So, highly recommend you follow Ethos Fantasy BK. 
EthosFantasyBB and check out ThriveFantasy.com. Let's get right to the baseball board as it's had 17 games. And we'll get right at it. We start with Arizona first at Washington. First game of doubleheader. Madison Baumgartner on the mound versus Josiah Gray. You can get Arizona plus 125. Washington minus 140. Total eight and a half. It's going to be a cold day in Washington. I would probably lean the under on this. And uh, I would lean towards Baumgartner. I don't really like either of these pitchers a whole lot. But they both have the ability to hold poor offenses in check. Baumgartner being an old savvy veteran. Josiah Gray being a young up-and-coming prospects and Arizona and Washington have not been hitting well at all this year. So I think both offenses can be held in check there. Look to the under maybe eight and a half on a cold crappy day in Washington for game one. Next game we have is in um, another double letter. We have San Francisco uh, playing the Mets. You can get San Fran at plus 105. The Mets at minus 125. Alex Cobb starts for the Giants. Tyler McGill is on the bump for the Mets. Total of seven here. At first of a doubleheader, I would lean to the Mets. I just don't like the minus 125 line. I think Gill's a better pitcher. He's been pitching really good. I think this guy's going to have a great year. I think at the end of the year, we're going to be talking about him as not an ace because they got Scherzer in the ground, obviously, but uh, definitely a big three um, at the end of the year. But a minus 125, I'm not sure I'm on, uh, on the Mets. It's seven. I know it's a cold day in New York. Um, I would look maybe to the under in the, in the second half of their doubleheader, but not in this one. Next game, we travel to Detroit for another cold, grizzly, crappy weather kind of day. And we get the Yanks in town. We get Garrett Cole and the Yanks going against uh, Detroit, and they're throwing Tyler Alexander out there, their young starter. Cole, righty, Alexander, a lefty. You can get the Yankees at minus 225, and you can get the Tigers at plus 185. Total of seven and a half. I'm actually on the Detroit run line, plus 105. You can get that at 110. Anywhere between plus 110 and one, plus 105. I take it anywhere, really, plus 105 and above. And my buddy, Blake Watch, ahead of our fantasy, or pardon me, our wagering group here, who if you don't follow him, I highly recommend you follow him on Twitter. It's just at Blake Watch, B-L-A-K-E-L-A-W-A-T-C-H. He's had a great run to start the season, and he pointed me towards these guys as well. So... Uh, I'm on the run line here. Cole struggled this year. Cole's a better pitcher. Yankees is the better lineup for sure. Um, but when you're catching a struggling pitcher going against a team that's been actually overachieving in Detroit, I think, and you're getting plus money on the run line for them, happy to take that. So plus one five on the run line, one uh, get a juice plus one ten. Next game we see is the second game of the doubleheader between the Giants and the Mets. I think this is going to be. Probably the game of the night, frankly. Although it's the second game of doubleheader, which is tough because it might be some weak lineups. But you get the Giants again with uh, their ace, Logan Webb, going against the Mets. And their ace, Max Scherzer. You can get the Giants on the money line at plus 105. You can get Scherzer in the Mets at minus 125. Total here is 6.5. And, and I looked at all kinds of different angles in this game. The only one I could come up with was I would lean with Logan Webb at plus 105. Lean the Giants at plus 105. I was looking to go under, but six and a half is such a low total. I was looking to go the first five under. I think it was uh, two and a half or three. Just couldn't pull the trigger. It's cold. It's going to be wet, probably damp, lousy weather in New York. Um, both these pitchers, I think, went eight innings in their last start, so they could both go seven, eight innings easily and keep it under six and a half. But Shares have been prone to giving up a home run here or there. And bad weather, you never know. Uh, a couple walks, home run here, there for either guy, and all of a sudden it goes over to six and a half. So I can't get to the number myself, but I would be on web 
uh, and the Giants will lean there at plus 105, just because it's a plus money, really. The next game, which I think is actually going to be very interesting too, pitching matchup, you get the Cardinals in Miami. Uh, veteran Adam Wainwright goes for St. Louis, and Reclamation Project Jesus Losardo goes for the Fish in Miami. Basically, the lines I'm getting are it's a pretty much a coin flip, 110 either way, and a total of eight. I don't really have a lean on this game. Uh, I just think it's going to be a good game because you have Wainwright, who always pitches better at home, um, and Luzardo, who pitched a fantastic, I think he pitched five, six innings, asking 13 strikeouts, had great numbers. Um, but you're going with Luzardo now, he's going up against a little bit better lineup and a strong right hand heavy lineup. You have Dylan Carlson leading off the switch hitter. Then you got Goldsmith, righty, O'Neill, righty, Arenado, righty, Pujols, righty, Edmund, switch hitter, DeYoung, righty, Molina, righty, Bader, righty. So he's a lefty going against an all right handed lineup. He's either going to get hit or he's going to keep mowing them down like he, uh, um, like he did last game. And working with Marlon's pitch and coaching, has he finally found his groove that uh, eluded him in Oakland? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not betting, not betting against it. I'm actually staying away from this game because I think this is going to be fun game to watch. If anything, uh, I would lean maybe to the under at 8. It's used to minus 110, uh, but stay away from me. The next game of the night, uh, I actually am on. And we've got second half doubleheader. Arizona, let me just pull this game up here. Arizona is at Washington. You can get Tyler Gilbert on the mound for Arizona at plus 105. Or you can get uh, Yohan Adon, I believe is how you pronounce it, on the mound for the Nats at minus 125, total 8.5. And I'm actually on Arizona at plus. I got them at plus 107 a little earlier today. Um, not necessarily a huge fan of Tyler Gilbert per se, but Adon has been hammered in his two outings. And... I was looking to go over the eight and a half total, but I think second half of doubleheader going to be a little cooler in Washington. Potentially uh, the backup bats in there. Who knows who's going to? Uh, no, no lineup supposed to get. Who knows who's going to be in there? Um, I just like Gilbert as a better pitcher than the Don. He just got crushed last game. And Arizona has really been hitting poorly. Washington is not doing well, either, uh, doing well either. But they do have some lefties in the lineup. So you got a righty Adon Adon or Adon. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. Going against a left-handed lineup in Arizona. You got be a catcher outfield. He's a lefty. Camarte is a switch hitter. David Peralta, who always hammers righties. The Christian Rocker, their cleanup hitter, is a righty. Then you got Pavin Smith and Seth Beer, who's been on a tear this year, but he's basically platooning, so only going against righties. So five of the top six are hitting from the left side. And I just like them to be able to get to him. Um, so I'm not on the number, which I was looking at closely, but I'm on Arizona catching plus money uh, over the Nats. Next game of the night, Toronto is in Boston. You get you can get the Blue Jays at plus anywhere between plus 120 and 120. I got them. I saw it up to plus 124, and Boston at around minus 140 to one, minus 145 total here, nine and a half. I am on uh, the Jays catching plus money. You get Yusei Kikuchi, a lefty. Going into Boston, which can always be a risky proposition against uh, Nathan Eovaldi. And I just find the Jays at plus 120. Kikuchi uh, hasn't looked great yet, or so far for the Jays. Uh, had kind of an a- a- average year last year, as I think did Eovaldi. I think he's he's a good pitcher. Uh, but everybody's remembering a playoff run from a couple years ago, and I'm not totally sold on him. And I just think the Jays lineup catching plus 120 uh, works for me. Total's nine and a half. 
if anything, I might look to the over. I think both these guys can give up some runs in a pretty strong um, Boston and pretty strong Toronto lineup, and it's in Fenway. So uh, I'm on the Jays. Got them earlier at plus, well, but plus 124 is what I'm on for Toronto um, on the money line. Next game of the night sees Pittsburgh in Milwaukee. You can get, let me just pull this up here, JT Brubaker and the Pirates at plus 215, or Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns and the Brew Crew at minus 260, total 7.5. If anything, I would lean to the under. I think uh, Burns could come in here and go seven or eight innings and completely stifle the Pirates' offense, hold them to one or two runs. I looked at their under. Their under was 2.5. <laughs> that kind of scares me. That's this early in the year. Um, as much as Burns could go in there and hold them down, you know, if he goes five or six, he gets p- his pitch count up a little. Then they get in the bullpen. The Brewers, or, uh, the Pirates get a couple runs. I'm not really sure they can be held to under two and a half. Um, now the or on the game, the under seven and a half is minus one twenty. So that's a stay away from me. Next game of the night is Tampa Bay. We have the Rays traveling to Chicago. Now, the Rays starter is all, all over the map. It was supposed to be Rasmussen. I think it's now been moved to Whistler, But that looks like he's just going to be an opener with Josh Fleming coming in behind him. The Cubs throw out their young lefty, Justin Steele, who's looked good so far. You can get the Rays at minus 120. The Cubs at plus 100. Total here is eight. If anything, I would, I would lean to the Rays. Um, again, probably going to be a cool night in Chicago, like last night where I was on the under, and we cashed that. But uh, Jays are gonna, the Jays, the Rays are going to start a righty. Uh, and then in the second or third inning, they're going to bring in a lefty. So uh, Chicago young lineup, inconsistent lineup, been hitting pretty well so far. But I just think when you when you get these um, when you get the Rays going with their opener and then hit their bullpen, they've, they've been pretty effective over the last couple of years. So I would look to the Rays. I don't really like the minus one twenty line. So stay away from me. Next game of the night, the Angels are in Houston again. You you get Patrick Sandoval for the Halos at plus one thirty five. And Framber Valdez for the Strohs at minus 155. On this game, I'm actually on the – sorry, total is eight. I'm actually on the Astros run line. I got it earlier at minus 150 at plus 140. So I've seen it between plus 135 and plus 140. Uh, Patrick Sandoval had a good year last year. Just going against the Houston lineup that is not an easy task. And Valdez has done had a, had a good year as well, an even better year, actually. And Trout being questionable, if you take Trout out of that lineup, and Rondon, Anthony Rendon missed yesterday because he was sick. So even if he's back today, uh, who knows what health he'll be. Now, they're going to throw a full-on righty stack lineup against Valdez. But I think he'll be able to counter that. And the Astros going against Sandoval, they've got a lot of righties, too. If Altuve, I don't think he's going to play in a hamstring issue, so he's probably out. But then you go Brantley, they go Bregman's a righty. Uriel's a righty. Um, I think they have the ability to get to anybody. And Sandoval, not really sure he's going to be able to stop him. But it's not even that. I just think Valdez will be able to shut down the the, uh, the Angels on the other side. So I actually looked at the under of eight. It's at minus 115. I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to take the run line again at the Astros. Went, went there yesterday. Probably shouldn't go back to the same well. Uh, won that, but I'm going to be on the Astros' money line. Next game sees the Twins travel to uh, Kansas City. And you can get uh, Chris Archer and the Twins at minus 20, uh, 125 or Carlos Hernandez and the Royals at plus 105. And the total is 8.5. I'm actually on the first half over 4.5. I don't really like either of these pitchers. Uh, neither offense has been burning this year. 
But Archer and Hernandez have the ability to give up runs, and I could see them giving up a couple, three runs each, or one of them giving up a, a four or five spot early. So I'm on the first half over four and a half. And we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to hit the second half of the games in the MLB and then get to the hardwood and the ice. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Back to the diamond. We go to Philadelphia for, or pardon me, we go to Colorado where the Phillies are in town. They have uh, Gibson on the mound. And Kyle Gibson, you can get him in the Phillies at minus 135 versus Kyle Freeland and the Rockies at plus 115. Uh, I didn't touch this game. Gibson, I'm not a huge fan of Gibson, but he pitched well last game. Small sample size. He just had a horrible year once he got to Philly last year. And they're in Cleveland. Apartment in Cleveland, in Colorado. And Kyle Freeland, because he pitches in Colorado, you never know what to expect. So is there value at the Rockies at plus 115 at home? Maybe. Um, their lineup has been hitting well at home. I know they have, I think they have the number one OPS in all of baseball, but that's because they played a number of games at home already. Um, so I'm, I'm stay away from this game. Total 11 and a half. Uh, I'm not in the game at all. Next game is Oakland travels to or pardon me, is at home to Baltimore. In Baltimore, you get Chris Ellis, the young righty, on the mound at plus 120. And for the Oakland A's, they throw Cole Irvin at minus 140. Total here is eight. And I actually went with the Oakland run line at minus one and a half, plus 150. Not so much because I think the A's are mashing. They've been hitting well. Um, I just think Ellis says doesn't really have much of a track record. And the O's are averaging, I think, two runs per game. So it's kind of, regardless of what they do, unless they really explode for some offense against Irvin, who's a decent lefty. And, you know, Cedric Mullins, their leadoff hitter, is a lefty, and he's kind of their catalyst. So if they can, if he can slow, keep him off the base pass, um, are they going to get a lot of offense? They haven't been this year. So I like Oakland to win at minus 140. I don't like that number, so I'm happy to lay the one and a half and take a plus 150. Next game of the night, we have Cincinnati in San Diego. You can get Cincinnati at plus 175 behind Sam Martin, their starter, and you can get the Padres and Joe Musgrove at minus 210. Total here is seven and a half. Obviously, a low scoring game expected, but I just think that uh, San Diego's bats have woken up a little lately. They can put some runs up. Musgrove could have a great game, but I think Sam Mark, I think the Reds have the ability to score a run or two as well. And that might be all that it takes, frankly, is put a couple runs on the board. Um, so Musgrove's a right. I'm just looking down the Reds lineup. You have Jake Frelia leadoff. He's a lefty. Bottle's a lefty. 
Uh, Colin Moran's a lefty. I know he's hitting seventh, but he he does a, he he's a bit of a righty masher, so I think he could put up some uh, some offense too. Tommy Pham woke up last game. He's in the three spot, a righty, but he's in the three spot. And I think that they have the ability to score a couple runs against Musgrove and or the Padres bullpen. The bullpen has not been very strong. So if Musgrove goes six or seven, maybe they get to the bullpen. If he goes five or six, they get to the bullpen quicker. And I think the Padres will be able to get to Sam Martin pretty easily. So seven and a half is a pretty low number. And I got it at plus 100, plus 102 actually is what I got it at. It's about plus 100 to plus 102 is what I see. So happy to take the over in what I don't think will be as low scoring game as the books think. Next game, Texas is in Seattle, and we have John Gray for the Rangers. You can get them at plus 125, and we have Robbie Ray for the Mariners. You can get them at minus 145. Total here is 7.5, and And much like the last game, I'm on the over. Uh, I got it at minus 117. I just think Gray obviously has the ability to give up runs. Texas offense has ability to score runs, and Robbie Ray has not looked good in his uh, first couple out or first outings in um, Seattle so far this year. Had a great rebound year last year in Toronto. Got a huge contract. I'm not sold that uh, he's as he's he's not as bad as he's pitched, but he's certainly not as good as he pitched. I don't think last year in Toronto. So you know you're going against. Texas, he's a lefty. You're going against Texas lineup with Simeon leading off. He's a righty. Corey Seager is a lefty who can hit anybody. Catcher Mitch Garver's a righty. Adelise Garcia is a righty. Um, we've got a couple right, you know, even as a righty, Solak's a righty. Charlie Guberson's a, uh, Culberson's a righty. Eli White is a righty. The only lefty that I see listed right now is first baseman Nate Lau. So eight righties going against Robbie Ray. Can they put up a few runs? Sure. Can they put up – when you got Simeon, Seager, Garver, Garcia as your top four, and three of those four are righties going against a lefty, they can put up crooked numbers pretty fast. And, the way, and Robbie Ray is prone to home runs. Prone to wildness, which he seemed to get control of last year, but prone to home runs. So one or two guys on base, one or two long balls, they're getting their half of the bargain. And then I think Seattle, who is an underrated team this year, can easily get to John Gray. So I can see this total going over 7.5. I see it anywhere between about minus 115 and minus 120. I got a minus 117 on the over. Last game of the night has the Braves and Max Freed. You can get a plus 130 traveling to L.A. or still in L.A. and playing the Dodgers. And their ace, Walker Buehler, at minus 115. The total here is 8. And I like the Braves behind Buehler. Uh, pardon me, the Dodgers behind Bueller, but not at minus 150. So I pivot to the run line, minus one and a half on the run line for the Dodgers at plus 135. And this is a call of Bueller pitching well, Freed not so much. Uh, he has not pitched well this year, and I know it's a short sample size, but when you're going against the Dodgers, who you can argue is the best offense in baseball, he could be in for not a long night, but he could be in for some run score. Again, you look at the line. He's a lefty. So you got Mookie Betts, who's a righty. Freddie Freeman, who's a lefty, who can hit anybody. Trey Turner's a righty. Justin Turner's a righty. Muncie's there, a lefty. Will Smith, their catcher, is a righty. Uh, Bellinger hit a home run yesterday, a lefty. Struggling, but um, maybe he has awoken. Chris Taylor, their eighth hitter, is a righty. And then Gavin Lux, who's been doing well, is a lefty. That's a projected lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if Lux didn't play because uh, he's terrible. He's been, well, he's been good this year, but he's terrible against lefties. So they replace him. They could go with a lineup of eight righties, uh, sorry, seven righties, but Freeman and Muncie being the two lefties. And that could spell some trouble for Max Freed. 
And all I need to do is put up a few runs. And the way Walker Buehler's been pitching, uh, he could limit Atlanta, who has woken up a little from their, their first series slumber, but they're still not hitting the ball that well. So I can see Atlanta winning. I mean, Atlanta's a good team. Is there value in taking up plus, plus 130? I don't think so because Buehler's such a good pitcher. The total of eight, I can't get over or under that. Uh, the Dodgers could light up Freed, I think, and it go over. But Freed could have a decent game and keep it under as well. So play I see is the Dodgers at minus one and a half in the run line, plus 135 in the juice. So that is the quick slate of uh, MLB. And we will take a quick break and hit the hardwood for the three games there and then hit the ice in the NHL. Welcome back. In the NBA, as we move on to the second game of these three uh, basketball series, we start with Miami and Atlanta. Oh, what am I looking at here? I've got the wrong numbers up. Just bear with me and all this exciting uh, listening. There we go. We've got the Hawks uh, in Miami for game two. They are seven and a half point underdogs. And total of 219. Now, I like Trey Young to wake up a little and put up some points. Maybe look to the 219 over. Um, and I would lean to the Hawks at plus 7.5. I don't think they're going to get blown out again like they did last game. But when you've got, a, you've got a team like Miami with Butler and Lowry and company, veterans who know how to win, know how to win in the playoffs, uh, I think that kind of spells doom for Atlanta. Atlanta's a great story. And Trey Young last year had a fantastic run in the playoffs. I just think he's met his match this year. So plus seven and a half. I saw it anywhere from plus seven to plus seven and a half recently. Uh, this is a stay away from me. Uh, I would lean maybe to the over 219, but no real confidence in that. So stay away. Next game, we see the T-Wolves play the Grizzlies. T-Wolves are anywhere between plus six and a half and plus seven. And total of 240 and a half. I would lean to the T-Wolves again in this one. Uh, Lang's when they're catching six and a half points the way they played in the first game, I could see them, you know, money line is plus 230. I don't think they pull out a win again, but I think they could make this very close and keep it close. They just kind of seem to be playing with youthful exuberance for lack of a better term. I think Memphis is the better team. I think Memphis will wake up in this series. I think Memphis will win this series. Uh, but the T-Wolves are almost playing like we got nothing to lose. So let's just go get it. Um, with Anthony Edwards playing great, Carl Anthony Towns doing his Carl Anthony Towns things. So I would take the T. I would lean to the T Wolves at plus six and a half. But I'm not sure I'm going to play that one. Last game of the night has the Pelicans traveling to Phoenix for Game Two. Uh, they got rolled in the first game, and I see that happening again. The Phoenix Suns are minus nine and a half total here, two twenty one and a half. Not on the total. I can see this being a blowout, um, but I would lean to uh, I would lean to Phoenix laying the nine and a half. That's just a lot of points, even in the playoffs. That's a lot of points. Um, so I'm going to stay away from that one. Maybe take the Minnesota game, but other than that, just going to watch and enjoy. We head to the ice. Ten games in the NHL, a big slate in the NHL. Uh, we start in Tampa Bay where Detroit is in town. You can get the Red Wings plus 375. You can get the Lightning minus 500. Total here six and a half. You got to like the Lightning, but not at minus 500. The Wings actually beat the Lightning, I think, once or I think twice earlier this year. Certainly once they did. Uh, but they're on the road. They've, they've uh, written the season off. Tampa still has a lot to play for, contending in the East. So Tampa wins. Tampa wins easy. Do I same game parlay this with a total? I don't know. You know, Tampa could score three or four. Detroit might only score one. So there's no point in trying to figure that six and a half number out. 
Next game is Minnesota traveling to Montreal. You can get the Wild at minus 260. You can get the Habs at plus 215 at home. Total here, six and a half. I'm actually on this game. I'm going to take the same game parlay. I'm going to take Minnesota on the money line at minus 260 and go under six and a half. Carey Price is in net for the Habs. They're at home. Um, he is their franchise. He just came back from his year-long absence due to injury and some personal issues. And he's Carey Price. I mean, he has the ability to win a game on his own. Some may say there's, there's value in Montreal at home at plus 215. There probably is, but I just like the Wild the way they're playing, even on the road. So I'm going to take them in the money line and then under 6.5 for a plus 164 in-game parlay. Next game is Flyers traveling to Toronto. You can get the Flyers at plus 350 in the money line. You can get the Leafs at minus 450. And the total here is 7, at which is at plus 100. If you go under, you're getting minus 120. I'm also going to do the same game parlay here. I'm taking the Leafs, obviously, at home, obviously against the Flyers. Can take them to the money line and go over seven. Uh, both Leafs have the ability to give up goals, and the Flyers obviously have the ability to give up goals. And the high-powered Leafs offense hopefully keeps rolling here. Juiced a little at plus one hundred, so a little hesitant there at first, but I figured the way they've been playing and the way that the Flyers are playing, I can see lots of goals here. So that gets me to plus one forty-four in that same game parlay. The Jets travel to New York to play the Rangers. You can get the Jets at plus 180. The Rangers at minus 220. Total here is six goals. I like the Rangers, but not at minus 220. The Jets have been struggling and faltering kind of down the stretch. So this is a game to stay away from me. The next game is the Florida Panthers, also in New York, to play the Islanders. The Panthers minus 210 in the money line. The Islanders plus 175. Total here is six and a half. Uh, I'd have to take Florida here. They got something to play for. The Islanders... Uh, really don't think their playoff chances are pretty much done. So lean to the Flyers, but laying 210 on the road, can't do that. Next game, which would be probably the game of the night, in my opinion, is the Bruins travel to St. Louis to play the Blues. You can get the Bruins plus 115. Seen the right of their ship recently. They've been playing well, as, as I say, over and over since January 1st. But the Blues have been flying lately. Now you get them minus 135 at home, total six and a half. I would definitely lean toward the Blues. Um, I just hate, uh, frankly, I just hate going against the Bruins. Um, they have just such depth and experience. And even though the Blues are flying, if I had to, I would lean towards the Blues, but stay away from me. Next game sees the Calgary Flames going into Nashville to play the Predators. You can get the Road Flames at minus 125. You get the Preds at home at plus 105. Total here is six and a half. Don't see any value here. Calgary's a better team, but Calgary's on the road. So is there value in Nashville at home plus money? Maybe. But uh, too tight for me, and I don't really want to lay 125 with the Flames on the road. Next game is the Kings and the Ducks. You can get the Kings at minus 160. You can get the Ducks at home at plus 140. Total here is six goals. I would lean to the under. The Kings have the ability to shut teams down and play well defensively. And I would lean to the Ducks at plus my, plus 140. Um, they've, they've been struggling, to say the least, in the last couple months. Um, young team, lots of young kids, exciting team to watch. However, they've been struggling. But a plus 140 at home, you know, I think a young team with nothing to worry about may go out there and light it up and pull out the victory. So I would lean them at plus 140. Second last game of the night sees the Senators travel to Vancouver to play the Canucks. You can get Ottawa plus 205 in the money line. You can get the Canucks at minus 245. Total here is six and a half. I would lean the Canucks. Senators, much like the Ducks, young team, fun team. Fun team to watch the energy they bring. But the Canucks are still battling for the playoffs and a much stronger team. So at minus 245, can't touch them. And at the total, you can go under six and a half, which is kind of where I would look, but at plus 100. But um, 
Just too many question marks in this game for me. Last game of the night sees the Columbus Blue Jackets at San Jose. Columbus, you can get a plus 120 in the money line. San Jose, a minus 140. Total here is six. If you'd asked me this game a month ago, I'd have been easy on Columbus. You asked me this game today, I'm on San Jose, even at minus 140. Uh, I'm not going to play this game, but I would hardly lean to San Jose. Columbus is just completely crapped the bed, completely imploded, it seems. And the Sharks, being the Sharks, uh, they're at home, which is obviously a little tougher place to play against them. So at minus 140, I would lean there, but it's just a little bit too steep a price. If it was minus 120, minus 125, I could jump on them, uh, but at minus 140, I can avoid that. So just a couple same-game parlays on the ice for me today. And that wraps up for a huge slate of baseball, some exciting uh, NBA playoffs games and the NHL games. Before we go, I want to remind you of our uh, buddies at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code HoopBall20. Hoopball that's HoopBall20 at checkout for 20% off your orders and free shipping. And also our pals at mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the code HoopBall on the third page to sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well if you're looking for another sports book to use. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the rundown. Lots of games, lots of action on the diamond, on the hardwood, on the ice. Hope you have some plays. Hope you make some money. And we'll come back tomorrow and talk all about it. Have a great night.